Welcome to Postgraduate. 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 Podcast where I have transparent and open conversations with graduates about all things post-university. From the highs, the lows and everything in between, I want to hopefully help all the graduates listening with your journey and make it that little less stressful. In this week's episode, I'm joined with the loveliest graduates, Mike and Rachel, after they reached out to me about their new podcast, Bottoms Up, which is all about the alternative voice of the ethnic millennial. I had to get them on the podcast, obviously, for them to share their experience. Mike is a recent graduate from UCL, graduating in economics, and he landed himself a graduate scheme in one of the top four accounting firms at EY. He shares with us how he got the job and various tips on the application process of a graduate scheme. He also comes from background where he's not massively experienced in the industry so find out more we also have rachel who is currently doing her master's in psychology after finishing her undergrad and gaining some experience in teaching she explains that she realized what she initially wanted to do after university led her to make the decision to specialize within psychology and further her studies both mike and rachel now have a clearer idea of where they want to be and in this episode they give some amazing advice on how they got to where they are after experiencing massive lows after university. We also speak about culture, social pressures, finances, application processes, and so much more. I honestly had a lot of fun recording this episode. I had to cut out so much because we were laughing majority of the time, but I really hope you guys enjoy it. So I've got Mike and Rachel with me. Yes, uh, welcome, guys. Storm is doing bits for me. Yeah, I think the storm is making my head a bit. um, So Mike and Rachel are cousins, and they have recently. They're both recent graduates. Yeah, yeah. And Rachel's doing your masters. Yeah. Did you want to introduce yourself, guys? Yeah. So I'm Rachel Don Bosco and I did my undergrad in psychology at the University of Hertfordshire. I then took a year out and um, was trying to figure out what to do and then applied for my master's in uh, clinical psychology and research at the University of Hertfordshire because they gave me that discount. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Mike Ratnasethi. Um, just graduated in economics at UCL um, in 2018. So, nice. Um, so I'm currently working in audit um, mm. in EY, so one of the big four companies. And um, yes, just started out in my grad scheme last September and seeing how it goes out with, because there's a three-year um, thing placement there. Mm. And then need to do my qualification. And then what, what is that, a graduate scheme? Yes, yeah, a graduate okay. scheme, yeah. So with that, it entails me to do the ACA exams mm. part of as long as... Um, as part of my working. You guys are getting into the field you kind of want to get into. So obviously you're doing your master's yeah. and you're going into finance. Is this, are you feeling more comfortable in your future now? A hundred percent. Yeah. Feeling yeah. more comfortable? Yeah. Yeah, yeah since graduating? Bit, yeah, it was a bit rocky at start. Yeah. But um, we, we, I feel like I've found my feet now. Same. So let's reel it back, your university experience. Because I don't know you very well, so I want to know what your uni experience was like. 
so did you like it so you've done finance done psychology yeah. how did you find that how was the uni the whole like the whole package for you guys I feel like it kind of did what uni told me to do kind of thing yeah. like so it like I had I made my friends that mm. I think are gonna be friends for life um I did my course um it was it was good but with psychology obviously because it's quite a broad field to go into mm. they kind of chuck everything at you so like all the different types. and you don't specialize you don't specialize at all i feel like a lot of undergrad degrees um if it's not a vocational course mm. it's not a set set rule of what you're going to do after yeah even people yeah. that have done like your degree like finance or economics you can find them doing completely different things after because i feel like a lot of grad schemes and a lot of employers just want just want the fact that you've got a certificate they don't really mm, care what it's in definitely. unless you're specializing do you get what i mean yeah so i feel a lot of un, like a lot of graduates come out not knowing yeah. if they actually want to like do in what they finance in mm. my world like there's people all over like with biology archaeology yeah. studies like they're all doing finance like they, these degrees haven't taught them anything to do with finance but because it's like you said they don't really care about what degree you've done it's just like you've got a degree and then they'll teach you on the job kind of thing yeah and companies are they all work differently yeah so they're gonna have to teach you yeah how to conform with like their like training yeah Yeah. the way mm. so i i think it's don't think oh you need to know everything you need to have this qualification that qualification Mm -hmm. because it is like yes it does open doors in some sense but if they see it as they're gonna teach me anyway i don't need to be that scared like do you mean because you have that initial fear of like oh my god i don't know anything like i'm i'm scared like i don't know like how am i gonna do this you've just done your undergrad you're not gonna be senior position in two seconds so and and i think that's the pressure we have and that fear and that anxiety that we undergo is because we feel like we need to have it all together and we need to know certain things already yeah and i'm just like whoa like i'm getting well, especially into this. when you see yeah like, when you're applying for jobs and they're like oh it's more bit it'd be more um preferential if you had two years experience mm. already like that scares than, the shit out of me i'm yeah. just like whoa oh my god i don't have two years experience yeah. i'm not applying for it yeah that's the thing if you've got good interview technique mm. if you've got the gift of the gab really you can get through without without having that experience the preferential yeah. doesn't mean for sure it's like needed do you know what i mean yeah because yeah. that's like everyone's saying it's like they will give you that training like you're not supposed to know the whole structure of the business like they will tell you the structure of the business, yeah how it works um but in terms of with applying for jobs you get scared of doing applying mm. for those jobs because you feel like oh i'm not a good candidate i'm not a worthy candidate of yeah. applying to that job in the first place so you put yourself off that so how's your experience at university it's weird because i haven't actually had anyone who's done finance or like finance related course or like economics or anything and obviously at university i was always surrounded by blue and finance and and now i'm i don't kind of socialize with people in people who have done that degree sure. so I don't know what they're doing or the grads how they got into the grad schemes they're getting into because you do lose that connection with a lot of the people you went on like the people on your course yeah and you don't want to yeah, pop definitely. up to them and be like oh how did you get your job yeah because you feel like, like you're chatting using... to them because yeah. of that reason yeah, yeah. kind of low-key truth but <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you coffee <laughs> <laughs> tell me your secrets yeah. let's have a coffee catch up guys yeah. that's where the loneliness part kicks in though oh, because the yes. people that have 
have were on your course that were doing the same thing as you are no longer in your life yeah, so you don't have that support of them because like when I was doing my course like like my coursework and my assignments and stuff I had the support of the people who are doing the same thing as me yeah. but now I'm like oh my god like whoa what am I doing? I have, no, I'm, I have no help. Um, uh, <laughs> Who do I read? And I had I had so many guys on my course. Mm. I didn't have a, f- a lot of females on my course, so it's not like they were my besties. Yeah, yeah. That I'd made like really tight connections with. So yeah, so you are now on a graduate scheme. How did you get into that? Because I don't I don't necessarily know any anyone like in my life that in a graduate scheme and I haven't seen it as like the best thing for me like I've, I've no, never yeah. I've never seen it in a good light for some reason I obviously did when I initially was like getting into uni I was like graduate scheme graduate yeah, scheme graduate yeah. scheme I'm, I'm, I'm on that like I that is my goal sure. but then after finishing university and working at a smaller company I realized okay I, I don't actually want to go into a graduate scheme um so yeah how did you how did you get that job how did you kind of um, go about that so with graduate schemes they're quite similar like each firm is quite similar in how they recruit yeah so a lot of it there's like five stages kind of thing mm. so you have your online assessments yeah so you have to do like numerical reasoning verbal reasoning yeah um, so it's all applying through the website you don't like contact a recruiter you don't re- contact yeah. the company like you literally just go onto their website fill mm. out um, an application form and then the next step would be sometimes on the application form they'd be like oh why do you apply for this firm or like mm. why this p- um, department and then after that did you have a lot of experience applying for jobs but prior no definitely not like my work experience was literally camp america in yeah um, doing a summer camp for one summer um, working in Premier Inn as a um, night shift manager, um, working in, so there's a lot of retail or like a lot yeah. of um, what do you call it? It's, it's sales like industry kind of thing mm. like that kind of industry. Nothing to do related to finance or audit and stuff like that. So, um, but I do say, was it hard for you then applying for these jobs? Uh, do you know what I say? I say I was I didn't want a um, a graduate scheme, but I think I just didn't want to go through that process. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a too long much. <laughs> I imagine being like I'm just thinking me not having a job and then having to go through that process. No, thank you. No, but then definitely. obviously it is really beneficial, like being at a, a great company and doing a graduate scheme. Um, but yeah, so it opens a lot a of bit, doors, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, but um, it is kind of glorified as well, like the yeah. grad scheme, like because in the job market, like grad schemes only make up like twenty percent of mm. job entry levels. Like it's when everyone bangs on about it, it's literally there's so many other jobs out there. Like, yeah. It's not just about getting into a grad scheme or whatnot. Mm. I think it's that security, though, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. But I think that's what we as graduates need to get that out of our minds. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Because like, that's what scares everyone the most. Like, get, when you graduate, it's not like you're going to get into either a grad scheme or yeah. a job that you want straight away. It's mm. a process. No, that's the yeah. thing. Because I know people who have jump. gone shifting jobs, like, every three, four months because they're not happy or they want to try something else. Like, But this is the best time to do it, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's the oh thing. God, like, yes. where if you go into a grad scheme, you kind of lock down for yeah. two, three years. So do you, you feel hate, like that? Say you hate that. For me, not really. Because yeah. um, the reason why I feel I don't feel like that is because I'm getting that ACA qualification. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I understand. For yeah. me, the, the benefit of this grad scheme is more I'm getting a qualification mm. rather than, 
oh, I'm going to be working for this company. It's not more for the company, it's more I want to get this qualification and the firm is paying for that qualification. Mm. So once I'm qualified, I can literally go anywhere where I yeah. want to go. You can even start off your own thing. Yeah, that's mm. the thing. So I I've, value I've the qualification rather than I value the grad scheme. All the and time. it's perception, isn't it? Yeah. You can look at it like, oh, I'm working for this company. I yeah, hate yeah. it, blah, blah, blah. But then you can look at, okay, what am I getting out of this experience? Yeah, yeah. What am I learning? And what could I be doing in this posi- like in this situation to like better myself for sure but i i literally cut you out totally but like let's go back to the um process of it pro application yeah. because i could i can imagine people listening they want to get into a graduate scheme and they it might be something that they they want to work for a big company like yeah the company you're working for so what tips would you give like when applying for um definitely do it with your mate's help yeah like, don't do it don't think oh everyone's just applying by themselves like mm. or they haven't got help doing the numerical reasoning because yeah. they're quite hard and normally like you don't pass on the first time like it does take a while to get used to that kind of format it's yeah very, like quick fire questions and quite mm. different questions not like your normal like two plus two kind of questions like that it's like looking at different graphs and like trying to four don't worry <laughs> your math is good <laughs> So you done it? Did it with your friends? I yeah, hundred percent. I could like because I did. I'd get a little whole lecture room. Come yeah, on, no, help me! I, I'd be begging my friends. Yeah. Be like, oh, I've got this numerical test or verbal. Can you yeah. come and help me? And they'd be mm. like, I literally will pay you like a, a drink or a coffee. Just come with me and do it yeah. with me. I would never do it by myself because when I was doing it by myself, I was failing them. And yeah. Because like, that's it. Once you've f- failed the numerical reasoning, you, your process of going with the company further stops yeah. there and then. So your that's that's amazing that you and yeah. you had that like someone in finance to help you like yeah so you was, your friends yeah yeah I'm so grateful for my friends for helping so me are out. you are your friends now in the financial and like yeah everyone's in yeah yeah a lot sector. of my friends are in different sector but in the okay whole finance like yeah it's the same the thing is applying for these jobs uh, like firms with degrees is kind of very similar like mm. there's no difference yes the the job may be different what it entails but in terms of the process of it doing the numerical reasoning doing the verbal mm. reasoning then the next stage of maybe a telephone interview or an ass- online assessment of further that and then you, the next step of that is an actual assessment assessment centre yeah. so going to the firm that's like the first time you've seen the firm mm. mixed with other potential candidates as well and then you put in through tasks like group exercises like doing a presentation or like working out something as a group so there's a lot there's a lot the that a, comes with it that yeah. application oh, yeah, process that's what I'm saying. It's a very long process. Mm. It's, and he- hearing back from the firm takes a while as well. Yeah. So by you sending off your... So then you're putting all that effort into something that it's just like, you don't even know who's going to get in. Like, oh, yeah. Like, no, literally. Yeah, could and, oh my God, I can imagine that breaks people. Oh, definitely. Like, there's... Yeah. You get rejection straight away, especially mm. with the test. Like, oh, you, sorry, like two days later, you didn't f- um, pass the numerical reason, so you can't further your application forward to the next stage or whatnot. And that's it. Like, you all the effort you put in to do the application of putting your names and the qu- answering mm. the questions is to no avail or even doing the a numerical reasoning test and all that's just to no avail and it's very hard because it hits you hard like but how do, how did you deal with that failure of not getting to like some getting through to some of the um i just it's i just realized like the f- yeah, it's a numbers game yeah it's not a oh, let me choose the ones that I'm good, I want to work for. It's literally a numbers game and you just have to go through it like 
the but more no. you do, the more likely you will receive. Yeah. So if you're just fixated on that one job, yeah, you can't be. Fixated. Yeah, no, it's like it's like in finance, you need to have a diverse portfolio. You need to put yeah. your eggs in basket. one basket because yeah. yeah. then the likelihood of you get thing you want mm-hmm. is higher. About just one company, and be like, oh, I want to be there. Yeah, because no, the thing is, mm, yeah, because yeah. no, the thing it is, work like that. once you get your foot in the door, mm. when I mean like when you get into any of these companies, regardless yeah. of how prestigious or the rankings of the companies blah 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 once you literally get your foot in the door then all the opportunities will come to you and then you can go work, yeah, go work at the dream yeah, um, company so and it times. might change it yeah, really no, might sure. change because you may realize oh you that company well. yeah oh you may realize that company that you were slagging off of that you didn't think was prestige but wait they had a they have a great culture the people yeah. are really nice i actually love the firm now like yeah and you realize oh even though this wasn't my dream job but mm. all these other aspects that you've grown to love yeah. that when I left university, yeah. I, again, I had no clue of what I wanted to do. Mm. So I had that pressure of like, oh, what do I do? So I was applying for anything and everything. Mm. So I'd be like fixating on, oh, I want to be a consultant. This is the dream company. Yeah. Like have it in my mind. Like, <laughs> is oh. it all like finance related? That yes. You were yeah. No. So for? I was, I was applying for finance just yeah. because I really want to go into that kind of mm. field. So I knew that I wanted to stick in this field, but I didn't know what type of roles because there's mm. so many roles. So many. And you have to do your research on it as well because yeah. they'll ask you like oh why did you choose this role and you'll be like um because uh, my mom told me oh, oh it's not even that it's like <laughs> i just know it's good money like it's like if you have the gift of the gap you can just talk about yeah. all your like extenuating like oh, your outside curriculum stuff like oh i really like they got a football society there i want to be part mm. of the firm football society. like you just gotta chat shit in the interview you actually yeah. sell yourself like you are the prize oh, possession yeah, sure. and i come out like what yeah, yeah is that me, me? Is yeah that literally who is yeah. That? and you might no, have definitely. done like one day of work in <laughs> yeah yeah you, you figure it out up. yeah, yeah like a year's experience yeah, like, in volunteering like yeah it was so inspirational yeah and I, re- I really love how the firm has a big corporate social responsibility and helps have it on the page you just gotta memorize it <laughs> you gotta know but it's kind of man. getting your foot in the door Definitely. and actually showing your personality in these like Definitely, opportunities the you get to even speak yeah. speak no but that's the thing yeah when firms are when you do actually get to the stage mm. of interviewing state that being face to face across yeah. a per- partner interview or whatnot they're looking more of your personality because yeah they know we were talking about this we were saying culture in companies has it's become such a massive thing it's a big part yeah it's a big part of companies now especially in big cities for sure and personalities matter now because we are communicating more than ever yeah we are social beings yeah we're more sociable and it's not about black and white what have you done at uni what experiences you have it's it's like a whole package that we have to come with now like we have to be that whole package the all-rounder but when you get to that interview stage, they already know that you're smart enough to work mm. for that company. It's not an issue of how smart you are. Yeah. Because you've done all that test out. The reasons for all having these tests in the first place is to um, funnel like the candidates that are mm. not great and that are not, that are not knowledgeable and that are knowledgeable. Mm. So by getting to that stage of the partner interview, the final stage of having the interview, they want to see how you are as a person mm. and how you interact. Because at the end of the day, when you're working for that firm, they need to know if you're able to like get you're going to be working around other people yeah that never and you need before. to li- liaise yeah. with yeah. other like areas of the company yeah there'd be different departments that you have to, yeah. you have to have get good communication skills yeah mm. and that's, at the end of the day if you're not a people's person or if you can't communicate well 
you may know the knowledge and can if I can if you give the work to them bang it out as much yeah. as possible but when it comes to like presenting and communicating what you've done the work wise if you can't do that then obviously that's a mitigating circumstance and you need you to be a hired. bit of a chameleon as well like you need to be able For to sure. like absorb what other people are saying and not like change yourself but bits of your personality that will match mm. up to that or things for sure because you can have a conversation with literally anyone if you tried you go mm. on yeah me. but so also, they want to see that work at the same time they don't want to just promote oh you're for, you're coming to this company just for work so going your experience yeah. you are currently doing a master's yeah so haven't you even like like Mike said he went through the whole interview process. Now he's in a job. You are a year. How how far are you into this? Five six months now. Six months. I think I started my job six months ago as well. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's time flies. It's weird. It's like live. I'm like living the adult life, but I don't feel like I am. Because you're still living at home. That's why it's it's really weird. I feel like a lot of people our age Mm. are kind of feeling that because it's more common. For mm. people to live at home now until yeah. they have especially that, like, with house prices and all, yeah. and like coming out of university with debt, coming out of university yeah. with like not a lot of our generation has more debt yeah. than the previous generation. Yeah. They, they had free tuition, or it was either one k or max three k. Yeah. Like, um, so have you thought about like applying for jobs while you're in your are you or are you doing yeah, further so, studies? Or? So I am gonna go into further studies, but my experience was when I left uni, it was kind of like I didn't know what to do. Kind mm. of thing. I didn't know if I wanted to go into psychology it wasn't Mm. it wasn't a written path do you get what I mean Mm. and then on top of that I feel like a lot of students as soon as they graduate they think of going into like teaching Mm. or something that they can now work on kind of thing and that's what I was thinking I was like I need structure if I don't have structure in my life I was like I felt like everything was going to fall apart all breaking it crumbling it was just gonna crumble and, I was, like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like I'm gonna be a bum that's all <laughs> like, if I don't have structure in my life I need to know what my next yeah. step is yeah and coming but that's, I think that's somewhere we need to work on yeah. ourselves like no, it don't always have to be structured we don't have to be no, told definitely. what to, to do, do. Yeah. we're spoon fed because <laughs> <laughs> I hate uncertainty yeah and it gives you it mad anxiety weird, yeah being in that scenario in the first time yeah, yeah. it's so murky isn't it yeah. life is so murky and people asking you questions at the same time it's not mm. just like yeah, it's, you, you your, it's your own like Problem. Is, yeah. People are now asking. Everyone you. is your problem. Everyone yeah. knows. And I don't, I'm getting triggered by everyone. Like, yeah. sense, I'm like, I don't want to. Like, don't come at me with what <laughs> you do with your life now. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like them coming from a good place. No, yeah, it's, it's just the it, normal open like yeah. conversation starter. So, what are you doing now? And, and I'm like, like, I don't know. <laughs> Stop don't asking tell me. me. <laughs> um, but so you did you did any of your friends or the people on your course know what they wanted to no. do and then you got a slight idea this the thing it's a bit like what you said like my course mates like most of my uni friends were through like halls and stuff there mm. a lot of them weren't on my course or that and the friends that i did have on my course they went into masters straight away and i didn't want to pay another like 8k or whatever into a course that i wasn't sure about i needed yeah. my next course to be if i was to go into further ed- education i needed to know that that's going to be beneficial because mm. i didn't want to waste money yeah, a lot of and time students they, they just pick it because they just avoid they ju- yeah they just want to get into get, yeah, yeah something so, straight away and you ask them oh, and that? i was gonna do that i'm yeah. not gonna lie yeah. a lot and of us do because we, we're scared of the, having yeah. that that uncertainty yeah. and that and we want to be students yeah. still yeah, yeah. about We're coming running. home and like <laughs> having responsibilities but you asked them was that master's beneficial to what you're working now and they were like nah 
Like, no. it literally wasn't. And I didn't want that. So yeah. I, in my year out, before I did my master's, I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so I applied to a variety of jobs because I didn't know if I wanted to. What were to you doing that in that year then? So I did like teach, like I went into being a TA for a bit. Yeah, okay. Um, so I worked So get there. a feel of like the teaching. Yeah, teaching industry. Because yeah. I was just like, I've got the personality for it because a lot of people mm. say that, oh, you could go into teaching. I'm quite bubbly and I like talking. But at the same time, I knew that I didn't want an office job. Like mm. I knew that from the get go because I need communication with at people. At least you knew that though. Yeah. But I just know that. That's one yeah. thing off the list now. Let's yeah. move. <laughs> because I was thinking of loads of things. I was like, maybe I should go into marketing and things like that. Like it literally, because like I said yeah. before, when you come out of uni, you could the world is your oyster. You could do whatever you I want. I was pl- m- applying for the maddest job, like from marketing. I saw well as applying to be the prime minister at one point i'm <laughs> 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 sorry <laughs> i swear i was no, literally every industry possible i was applying for yeah. i was like but then i then you get lost because mm. you're, you're just like, like oh i could be any of these yeah. Yeah. especially when you're an extroverted person right mm. you could go into quite a lot of fields yeah. but would that make you happy at the end of the day it's like how mm. you said even like if the office society is not and the, like the banter is not there and mm. like there's no cohesion you're gonna hate it and I knew with office jobs yeah I've got the gift of the gap so I could go into marketing and stuff yeah. but I knew I would hate it because it, like I need I wanted a job where I help people yeah um and so I went in I, I looked into because I was working at Odeon part-time when I was working when I was at uni and I was doing part-time as a counter assistant in a pharmacy yeah because girl I had to pay rent it was just too much <laughs> um so I kind of just carried that on after graduation just to have some money and then I went into t- like becoming a TA and I'm not gonna lie I just realized teaching was not for me no because I love kids and everything but the way that the world is going at the moment the way that the teaching community is it's yeah. not for the kids unless mm. you're going to like there are certain companies that are training teachers that like hardcore loving and want to help kids yeah but a lot of teachers cba and they don't want i don't blame them they get crap pay they're like they're not they're not praised for the amount of work that they actually do so it's a shame though that it's it's gotten to that point but yeah no and even that the office politics like i realized especially because i was working in primary school as well Mm. because i wanted to start off soft because yeah like secondary can be a bit tough um, but the office politics within teachers is, is horrendous. Yeah, like, um, and I've talked to a lot of teachers and they, they agree with the same thing. Mm. Um, you, you don't expect, like in your head, what you think a teacher is, it's not the reality. And it was just not the, the type of- And it work. wasn't fit for you. It but at least you, at least you tried. You didn't go full yeah. force yeah. and do a teaching qualification. Kitchen. Yeah, because I was going to apply. Mm. That was my thing. I was like, I'll either go into a master's after this yeah. or, um, or do my PGCE. Mm. And I, was, I started my application for that, but it just became so like, real to me that this wasn't it but then because the school I work was was a very like the special needs coordinator was very good at the school mm. so they were they were catering for the kids with um special needs because and I used to talk to the ed- educational psychologist because as a TA my job was mainly with mm. the kids that were lower achieving or had spe- special educational needs yeah um so I would liaise with the um education psychologist a lot and that's when I was like did that spike your interest yeah, then? definitely because I was like oh my god ed psych might mm. be something that I would want to go into so even now I'm, I'm still like arming and arming between education psychology and clinical psychology because mm. clinical psychology is more um you do work with mental health and you can do counseling and things like that and with other sectors like autism and stuff which you would um encounter as an educational psychologist yeah so it's a bit broader um and you work with a lot 
of a, a variety of patients mm. basically and um yeah that's what sparked my interest and but I, that shows that you don't have to necessarily have one like the intention you go in like you go into a job wanting that job and wanting to have an end goal however by by being a TA, you actually ended up talking to a psychologist, yeah. which then made you think, mm. "Oh my god, like that could be a potential yeah, job." Yeah. Spot so so then with the uncertainty and not knowing where we want to be, but that will lead us to somewhere yeah. that we even didn't even know, and yeah, that, that's sure. so exciting, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. But it's, it's exciting. exciting that we don't actually know, and you know when these little things happen, then mm. like shit, what's gonna happen next? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you know what I mean like you should you think? oh my God, there could be the maddest thing that happens in my life in the next three years. Yeah. And it's that, instead of removing that anxiety and that stress, in, replacing it with excitement. Mm. Like, it's hard to do, but instead of feeling, and they're the same kind of emotions anyway that we feel anyway. Yeah, it's excitement, adrenaline, really. Yeah. It's adrenaline. But I, I honestly do feel like that, part of my life like that year mm. was really difficult yeah. and it did affect my mental health a lot because you kind of like you stop believing in yourself do you know yeah. what I mean yeah and I felt like I had like within myself I had, even though I'm quite a confident person I, could, I stopped believing in my abilities mm. and like that I could do stuff and because I didn't get the grade that I wanted for my undergrad as well yeah I was like no one's gonna want to hire me yeah, yeah. and then like it really like knocked my self-confidence and with people asking questions as well it was literally like I was like, I have to find out what I need to do. But mm. once I took that pressure off myself and I was like, look, I can just try a few jobs out, just earn a little bit of money this year. Let me just figure did, things out. Did you have to get to a low in order for you to realise, okay, I need to sort my shit out? Yeah. Yeah, same. Like, 100%. I had to get to a very low. Like, where you're like, really, like... Yeah, like, oh, my God, yeah. you feel like you're crumbling, crumbling. Yeah. and you feel like there's no way out, and it's that feeling. And I've spoken to people, and they have felt the same. They're like... But yeah. you shouldn't let your low define you. So mm. I feel a lot of people can get into that rut and then continue being in that rut. And I'm not going to lie, I would have been in that rut if it weren't for maybe my family and stuff. Like, I yeah. didn't want to let... Like, not... Like, they were encouraging as well, but I didn't want to let them down either. Mm. Like, I kept reminding myself, like, my parents came here as a working-class family. They've done whatever they can to make sure that we've had enough. Even though we we didn't start on the same platform as other students our age yeah but they've done a lot and I was like and I'm what I'm de- I'm getting depressed because yeah. of this I'm like I don't believe in myself when like mm. they believed in me for me to put me through education yeah, to yeah. really keep like keep me on track and what I'm just I'm just gonna let it go because I'm not feeling it I'm, mm. I'm not believing in myself yeah, yeah. and you just you need a you need to get yourself out of that rut because if you don't get yourself out of that rut no but it's hard you have to keep on telling yourself yeah. like you, you'll get back in oh, you'll yeah, get back sure. in the rut yeah. out the rut for in sure. the rut like it's just like a constant but I think it's just repetition yeah do it do it do yeah, it do numbers, it like, yeah it's numbers because mm. so many times like you just get rejected and you're yeah. feeling it's not yeah. going anywhere like yeah. I'm not gonna get anywhere like I didn't get the grade I wanted as well but mm. in terms of I thought, same I thought that that would be a bigger, that's like the worst thing yeah feeling. and I thought that no one will hire me because I got yeah. this grade and but who, who as I'm guessing they have asked you because you've gone into like a graduate scheme. Yeah. But in terms of my grad, no one's really asked me. Do you know what's surprising as well, right? So with this master's, I came in like, I want to say that I was confident, yeah. but I was looking around. I was like, okay, I've just got in with the skin of my teeth because my my like I can chat 
yeah. I've, I've yeah. got the so, gift of the gap. I yeah. Can, I can wear, like, <laughs> lie myself out of a paper bag <laughs> if I had to. So, like, literally any experience I pulled on and I, I created a personal statement. And that's another thing. Friends will help if you ask them. Yeah. You think And you're not won't. alone. You're, you're not, not alone. alone. Get help, help. Yeah, because everyone has had will, that feeling. Yeah. yeah. They've been into that same stage as And you. they will help you. If someone mm, came yeah. to me now, I will 100% help them with their yeah, personal statement. Yeah. With if anything. you do psychology and need yeah, some help. Yeah, come through. Come yeah. Um, but yes. <laughs> come, come for me. Come I was gonna give my number. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Go through me first. <laughs> but then, um, no sliding in here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, I, I feel like when I came to do my masters, I remember sitting in the induction. Mm. And I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna f this up again. Yeah. Like I was literally like, I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna f this up again. And it's just gonna be like, literally, I had to get myself out that mindset. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gassing myself out, but I've been doing bits in this <laughs> market, okay? I've been getting first on first on first, girl. And like, literally, like, it got to a point when I forgot my first grade and I was like, what? I had to check that it was my grade. Mm. Like, I had to go in, click that it was my student yeah. ID yeah. and it had shared a mark the wrong person. Because that's how little I believed in myself. Yeah, yeah and once you confidence yeah, drops so much. So through much. That period, and then. You don't start Thinking, mm. you question everything. Yeah, and I remember talking to one lecturer, and he was like, "You'll be surprised. The, the students that come in with the lower grades normally bang out the most because they've got more of a motivation, motivation yeah. and drive, there's, and a, th- there's yearning. more of a want." Yeah. yeah. And going back to that, I think, did you find that because you are now specialising, there's more of a passion in that oh, subject, yeah. so which is why you're doing better? Yeah, because now, because with clinical, I'm doing clinical psychology and research, mm. so with clinical psychology, I'm learning how to, I'm learning how to talk to patients, mm. how to identify um, problems in patients, how to create a patient history list, like how to look at different things, researching, there's a lot of research, but now I'm researching into things that I want to do, and what, yeah, I, I honestly feel like when you, realize your speci- like what you want to specialize in um it does give you more of a passion and mm. i do want to encourage everyone that it might take you a couple years it's never mm. you, you you can't sit there and put yourself against someone else's timeline like just don't Definitely. do it yeah because even people yeah because even people you've graduated with they might be doing big mad things yeah but your future is is coming girl yeah, yeah. Like, it's they might have been come. groomed by their family or friends before to be like going into that path and like, yeah what their expectations yeah like, so they started several years before yeah, you. like they so, were doing internships so you can't compare some old, yeah like, you can't compare their yeah, timeline definitely. because they started just they, because you went to the same university <coughs> and did the same degree that doesn't mean you had the same experience they must have been doing stuff like yeah years back their parents must have been teaching them oh do this do that yeah. way back even yeah. before you even and, know about it and as people as ethnic minority mm. and being in families of culture mm. did you find that and like you said your parent your parents came from um migrated yeah. immigrated the immigrants yeah did you find that because of that you didn't have the opportunities other students had oh my god yeah, yeah. we've had so many conversations yeah. about this and you're like fuck like yeah shit. you're hating on yeah. them like yeah. i'm actually i was getting low-key mad and i was like <laughs> but but i'm like really intrigued that's what the position we want to put our yeah. kids in so yeah. why are we mad that their parents mm. gave them that because and they they did a massive thing of just getting to be yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, yeah we could be in, in yeah. we could be in our in our in our foreign country because <laughs> right? okay. yeah. even like because i was born in france and yeah 
the educational system there is a lot harder than here. So mm. if you want to get yeah, anywhere, sure. it's so it's tougher. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Same in here, Germany as well. I was mm. born in Germany, and like if you don't pass um, that year, they will literally make you reset the whole year again. Yeah, and your your um, the level of education that you receive is um, judged at a younger age. So yeah. you know here you're put in sets, but that fluctuates throughout school. Yeah. There, if you're put in a set in year seven, you're there for the whole you're time. There for the That's whole time. Mad. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. it's very hard to um, like succeed in those countries yeah, yeah. you're going to be in that mindset of education of like set you are in the mm. year seven or whatnot, yeah to be like oh if i'm in the bottom set or oh, i'm just going to be hanging around with all the bottom mm. set and you'll get that mentality and attitude with everyone whereas mm. here anyone can get into uni like yeah, yeah it's, very grade, it's very yeah. easy um but yeah so like i did feel like when in that year i'm not gonna lie i was just hating on anyone that <laughs> like your parents like you you didn't have to pay for ish your Legit. parents paid for your rent yeah. your this your that like you were living your best life and mm. like you're given so many opportunities that i wasn't given but i was like do you know what my parents did give me the opportunity i'm in this country yeah i'm i'm doing something that i want to do and do you go know i mean like even my parents they were very um gracious in the fact that they didn't judge me for taking psychology yeah like I was like pushed towards medicine and pharmacy and stuff mm. like for a long time and I, I, I didn't excel in that like even my A-levels I, I got decent A-levels but um, I didn't like those subjects I did biology mm. chemistry maths and psychology really and truly for psychology I didn't have to do those subjects yeah. and like tear my brain apart <laughs> yeah do you get what I, I mean? don't know how you done that like oh, it that was really gross. such a struggle and like I feel like um, but they were you know when it got to that point where I was like mum dad I really can't do this I yeah. don't want to do this I'm not like you're not happy I'm not happy I'm not gonna be able to get the grades like because I could have skimmed in right mm. but I would have struggled during yeah in university yeah university. and then it wouldn't make any sense do yeah, it, yeah. to do at it because then, then you're just setting yourself up to fail for, for right? to fail yeah. Um, so yeah, so they were they were supportive of me choosing psychology, which mm. in itself is a blessing because I know a lot of kids from ethnic minorities are not pushed towards what they, their dream is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's like medicine, accounting, yeah, that's, um, that's yeah nursing, yeah, kind of like. But then you can't blame them, yeah. Yeah, the yeah you can't blame them. And going back to the opportunities, I growing up, I've seen a number of my friends, a number of people around me, um, be given opportunities through like family connections. Mm. Yeah, and like their parents pushing them and I was thinking what like why it's don't I fair. get this yeah. it's, it's not fair but then I soon realised I will have to work a little bit harder mm. but working that little harder will teach me Build things you so, yeah, oh my god I was thinking same. these things yeah. I was like when I have kids yeah I, I, like obviously I want to give them the best right mm. so I will be like these parents giving them all these opportunities but yeah. at the same time I was thinking I still want them to like work for stuff as well because mm. I felt like yeah to see the, the struggle to yeah. get to that because coming from a working class family I knew like money wasn't a joke like I couldn't get whatever I wanted I knew from a young age when I started working I needed to help my parents out they yeah, would never ask definitely. me but I knew I had to help my parents out because it's I'm one of five kids as well do you know what I mean and yeah. my parents were both like um, they didn't have big big jobs do you know what I mean they mm. were on minimum wage and I'm thinking we had these struggles already. When I came to uni, I knew that my parents are not going to be able to help me f help fund my like rent or my lifestyle. Mm. I'm going to have to do that myself. And with that, sure. I had like two part-time jobs while doing a degree. Do you get what but I mean? But then coming out of uni, because you've had that mindset, yeah. you've now coming out as an adult, having those skills to be able to work, like make 
money for yourself yeah yeah, yeah. and like it's just it, yeah being independent <laughs> and like we said it does really teach us life lessons yeah. Oh, yeah, and if sure. you look at the successful people business people in the world right now mm-hmm. look back where they came from yeah yeah, yeah. they, they went through yeah they went well. through it they came Pressure from some yeah. diamonds yeah. But you, okay, calm down. <laughs> calm down. You're yeah, loving the ladies. I know. <laughs> Honestly, I can't take you anywhere. I appreciate the females in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell a specific female that. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, it just means that we have to work a little bit harder. So now having so going back to your like journey, having that year out and now doing your masters, do you feel like now? when you finish your masters you will know what to do you will ha- have more of a strong have a game plan yeah you have more of a shot like you know how you felt really lonely mm. and had all these emotions you'll be more you're more, gonna be it more able to yeah handle it yeah 100% because I feel like now I kind of know what I want to do and then so I know that I need to get two years of experience and then do my PhD I have a form of structure in my mm. head Getting that experience is not going to be easy, yeah, mind you. But I know that I'm not going to like fall into a pit of like being super like low about it mm. because I'm like one mistake it I did gives before. Gives you motivation yeah. instead. Yeah. Like, when I do my ACA qualification, they're hard and whatnot. But I'm like, I, I could be doing something I don't want to be doing, and like, or be applying for jobs still, yeah, still unemployed. Be, yeah. 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 I can't be like, oh, I think oh, I've got more exams. I need to revise. Like oh, another three hours in the evening, I need to put myself to do that when I've had college all day. I'm like, no, mm. like, I'm so thankful to just even have this job and yeah. have this, like, opportunity to do this qualification because I know there's so many other people who are still struggling to get a grad scheme or trying to do mm. the same thing that I want. So why am I in a position of um, complaining? Yeah. I should be actually, like, this is a, should be a motivation for me. Okay, like, uh, let me put in those three hours because once I get my qualification, it will open up the barriers, the opportunities that I never had or thought about before because I was still looking for jobs I and mm. I don't know where I was if, if I was not doing this job in the first place. And it, I was thinking about this the other day. Everything's about it's everything is based on transactions. So then it really determine it really depends on your mindset. Mm. So three hours is not a long time, you know. Yeah. So what do we value more? Definitely. Our growth or being watching Netflix. Yeah. You need to weigh up For everything. Sure. The transaction or the mm-hmm. transaction you're having with things. At the end of the day. Yeah. You just need to kind of weigh up what do you value more yeah. in the long run. Yeah. It's not is- short because then you're really just gonna. Yes, short-term happiness, like watching Netflix, eating cake, just chilling with your friends. But then is that going to really get... To where you want to be. Or be happy, like, for a longer period of time. But social media also gives that sense of, like, oh, people are getting this, like, through short-term, like, people going on holiday all the time. Like, they don't see, like, oh, they've saved up 10 years' worth and then now they're actually going on holiday now kind of thing, like... It's very much short-term mindset, yeah. And what you've got through social media, and whatnot, and you don't realize that it takes a lot to like have a house. Stroke, mm. you have to build up that deposit in the first place, and that takes a number of years to build up. And you need to, buff, to get to that stage of putting a deposit on your house, you need to have that money management seven years ago mm. to try and be like rather than spending um, a lot of money on dinners that I could be like going out with my mates every week let me put aside of that money into a savings account and let mm. that build up mm. and then one day I can actually be like oh guys come to my house you can have dinner at my place yeah. like 
what, what do you see the short term happiness of oh let me get a dinner with my mates every week that that costs money like yeah that up. or be like let me put that money aside it's so easy to though isn't no, it for sure. of course you'd be like it's God, money well. on, on coffee yeah on food yeah no but you oh also my see God. and social media also gives you that FOMO effect like oh I'm missing out and yeah. like, I should be spending my money now I like, want to oh, go to that cool yeah. place let me take a picture yeah, by that flower wall like, <laughs> <laughs> It's always a flower <laughs> with like Megan or something. And neon lights. Neon lights. <laughs> no, but for sure. But then when you when it comes like five years down the line and you see all your friends buying houses and you're mm. like, wait, I'm still broke. Like, yeah, how shit. did you have money to put? Like, oh, we didn't go out as much as you did. Yeah, you think smart. Every week. Come on, man. Like, yeah, we were I'm, saving that money to put a deposit. In. Like, it's the long run game. You either be the stunt man now or be yeah. the stunt man later on the oh, better yeah, things sure. in life. But mean? having said that, I do feel like we're still young now in the sense of you should mm. I'm not I, I feel like money management is important and girl you need to stop going out on dinners because that's that's where I, money Same. goes on food for me Same. just get yourself a sugar daddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy for me yeah. <laughs> there's sugar mummies out there <laughs> far and less <laughs> but yeah no I do feel like at the same time don't like suppress yourself too much because you're not going to get these years back and yeah who knows where you're going to be in 10 years yeah you're you're building up for like like your future but you don't know what your future if if you if your future is like marriage and kids mm. or like there's going to be other responsibilities no, yeah. so no, have, i feel like fun, but you should still in, have fun yeah in your own what you call it financial um thing Really, yeah like don't yeah go don't spending, don't ex- don't go buying yeah getting credit cards and then spending more than you earn or what no, no, lifestyle no. inflation yeah. that's yeah. what we have lifestyle inflation we that's feel like we need to have grand things when we can't even it, our bank is not telling yeah. it's not adding yeah, up for sure. yeah like we girl, get, why are you stunting your louboutins yeah when you, you or it's on kalana yeah. <laughs> you know when you pay now buy like yeah. buy yeah. now you pay, pay later 25 pounds installments like you can't pay you can't afford it don't 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 do it don't do it guys yeah, if you can't don't. if it's not in your bank don't do it yeah, don't but also i need to learn that because i'll be spending money on food like i'm rich <laughs> rich i do feel like you need to budget your spending and think proactively but at the same time don't waste your youth either because oh, yeah. we're young once we're, we're even like the whole living at home thing everyone complains about it but definitely budget like, that and just have a, a set budget for like going out for meals mm. or like going holiday like but don't overspend Mm. I think it's making those small restrictions, not the large ones. Now, obviously, if you want to later on down the line when you have a partner and you want to buy a house, then they're like large sacrifices you have to do. But like now, if you just want to help yourself out a little, just just cut down on the lattes. Yeah, definitely. Like you've started. What's your podcast called? So it's called Bottom Bottom Up. up, Bottom Up with Mikey and Ray. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and we named it that because we both come from like working class families Mm. and as it's an ethnic it's a show about um ethnic minorities and their walk within the british culture yeah so it's kind of like the the kind of things that we've learned from our own cultures mixed with what we've learned with the western culture and how we Mm. apply it in life as well as things that we only ethnic minorities may understand yeah um and as a millennial as well things that we do go through on top of that mm. um but we called it bottom up because it's it was because we came most ethnic minorities come from working class mm. families because they came as immigrants and they're working themselves up and eat with each generation our family has like our parents really and truly were like you like pushing us to strive better yeah, mm. they wanted us they to. wanted us to achieve and excel and it's that kind of 
um, thought of generation wealth and trying to push um, your trying to push for more. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That our, their grandchildren, our children Gen- will be can like benefit from it. Benefit. That's great though. It's, it's nice to hear that people are talking about those topics and you guys are wanting to build that community yeah. of ethnic minorities because it is hard. Yeah. Like, and I don't think we like push each other enough because I was thinking yeah. even through this, like li- listening to post gradually and stuff, I feel like that helped me through um, like the beginning bits of my masters and yeah. stuff and like it was conversation that I, I'd only had with Mike to be honest mm. like I hadn't had conversations with other people mm. and it was coming from you who is an ethnic minority and mm. I was like yeah. yourself, yeah. and you're always going to have highs and lows without mm. it is a roller coaster. life is full of peaks and yeah. troughs yeah. without them you, yeah. got, you can't actually it's not a steady ride well, you won't experience life as it is yeah and you won't see it's like you said you know when I was in that low yeah that's how I'm appreciating the high better mm. yeah. because I, I can understand the state that I was in or like Definitely. the emotions I felt then and I was like yo things get better and like if I do get low again I've built mechanisms yeah, now yeah the smallest thing make me happy now like yes <laughs> like, yeah. no definitely it's so true and like you said like because you've been in that lowest position that mm. you never thought you could ever reach you've built that mechanisms to help you like yeah. whatever comes through at you at job or like hit a wall at a job mm. like you you know that's not the lowest you've been so you can get out of this and you know there's like the light at the end of the tunnel kind definitely of. so we've got to experience these things it oh, makes yeah. us us it makes sure. it give, yeah, gets us sure. thicker skin we actually start becoming an adult like it's yeah. a process and if we didn't go through it what would we'll just be little children still yeah. like and I think frail little children yeah. Yeah. and we'll I think be complaining about yeah. the smallest thing ever yeah like, oh my god like she didn't she put almond milk when I wanted <laughs> you wanted that soy milk yeah, yeah literally. I kind of like soy milk but yeah I feel like with every generation they have their own struggle do you yeah. know what I mean for and sure I feel like we, as millennials we are but facing this new bout of struggle mm. exactly. like even just having this conversation it does empower yeah, you sure. you're yeah, like I'm yes not, I'm gonna I'm go home, home. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally doing everything in the world every time I have these conversations I want to do more I want to yeah. be better like no, it's so important to have these conversations because then you start like shit I'm alright yeah, yeah. Like, girl you got it okay you do need a good support and yeah. network around yeah. you because you need these people to help you because there's so much you can tell yourself but if you hear it from someone yeah. else then you're actually yeah it is like you shouldn't be only being validated by other people and living off that but 100%, it, 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 yeah, is, that's true. it is nice it yeah. is nice yeah. to because hear that because we're social creatures we yeah. like that we, validation we, we, gives us mm. as much as you want to say I don't want to be validated by other people Girl, you a parking ticket. You're yeah. gonna get validated. Yeah. Like, if you like it, it gives you a buzz, yeah. and it's just it's just the way it's the way are. we are. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited for you guys <laughs> and the next year, like the next few years to come, yeah. and your podcast. I know yeah. big things are gonna happen. Yeah, yeah it so is. Happy. But thank you so much for coming Thanks on. For having I actually us. had such a good chat. I know. <laughs> good chat. I like having more people on. It's more of like a discussion. It is. But it thank is. you for coming on. I've also recorded an episode with. Mike and Rachel, not Michelle. <laughs> um, I don't know where Michelle is. <laughs> but right. that was lovely. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming no, on, no honestly. Problem. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. That was episode 10 of Post Gradually. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this. Wherever you are, I currently upload every other Monday on all major podcasts and platforms. And I would really appreciate if you subscribed, reviewed and shared so I can reach as many graduates as possible. You can also find me on Instagram at postgradually underscore. Thank you. And I will catch you on the next episode.